Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Immig, from 88.9. Let me tell you a story about a hill. <laughs> Perfect. Well, that's where <laughs> we're going this week on Urban Spelunking, to the, the Story Hill neighborhood at one of the few remaining bungalow firehouses in the area. This is a, a building that goes back to 1920, and it was one of five bungalow firehouses in Milwaukee. So what is a bungalow firehouse? Okay, so uh, these bungalow firehouses, which you do find similar versions, but not exactly the same in other cities, were designed by a guy who worked for the city named Charles Malligue, uh, who designed lots of like bridge houses and municipal buildings, things like that. Um, and they were firehouses that, you know, before this, firehouses were sort of, you recognize them, the sort of square things with a big door in front, and they definitely stood out in a neighborhood, but they wanted to try and build these firehouses that would f sort of blend more easily into residential neighborhoods. So these are, like, they have gabled roofs like a house. They look really like a house with a big garage door. They're, um, they're typically one story. Typically one, well, one and a half. There's usually some, there is some space upstairs. Okay. Um but generally, they look like one story from outside, for Got sure. Um, and they were supposed to just sort of fit sort of seamlessly into neighborhoods. So there's five of them There's five of them scattered around Milwaukee. Uh, only one of them is still a firehouse today. A lot of them have been converted to other uses. Uh, two of them are private residences, as you said. Yeah, um, and those, unfortunately, are not in terribly great shape, at least on the outside. And then there's this one, which was replaced as a firehouse a while, maybe a decade or so ago. Uh, they built a new firehouse around the corner. Um, and then a guy who had an art class studio and really was fascinated by the whole firefighting culture bought the place and maintained it as best he could. And, and then he sold it last year to a woman who owns uh, an event planning business, and she has renovated it a little bit and reopened it as an event space. So now you could theoretically uh, get married at a bungalow firehouse. And you somebody have, has done that already. You could do yeah. that. And so it's not even theoretically. You could absolutely get married at a absolutely. bungalow firehouse. Yes. Uh, among other things. So it's a, a really cool event space for private events. And they tie in a lot of this uh, kind of fire memorabilia. So you yeah, see, like, she's got lots of pictures. And and yeah, lots of stuff. And her grandfather was a fireman, not in Milwaukee, but somewhere else in Wisconsin. Um, so she's got vintage photos of him, and she's got uh, some vintage firefighting equipment. Some of it came, I think, with the purchase. I think the guy who had it left some of it there. Um, but I think she's borrowed a few things from the fire museum because those guys are really excited about the fact that she's doing something with this firehouse. Um, and, you know, so the... The original, like, uh, officers' offices in the front are now her offices. And then there's, like, a main entrance, and the equipment bay where the trucks would have been is basically a big hall. Um, the old kitchen has been – is in the same spot, renovated, uh, so that you can serve food and stuff there. Mm -hmm. uh, the bathroom's expanded because originally, of course, there was only one. Uh, sure. Yep. And then uh, the sleeping quarters, the dormitory, is now a bar. Okay. Yeah. So – uh, definitely keeping some of the the, the original charm of the building. Yeah, just interesting that the I guess the kitchen's still the kitchen, and you know the bar. Yeah, I mean she did pretty light renovations. I mean she fixed up. It looks nice. It looks really nice. But she didn't. She purposefully didn't want to change a lot. She loves the fact that it's a firehouse and didn't want to like obscure that fact. But some of the stuff had to be done. Like she had to have ba different bathrooms and things like that. Wedding guests, whatever you know. Yeah, and they've been the, having a concert code. series there to get people in. You know, because they want to get the you know. Until November, it's they're doing some events that just are open to the public, like these little concerts and things. Um, but then after that, it's going to be strictly rental use only. So she will do events that she 
books and organizes through there. But other event planners can also use the space, can also rent the space. Um, so you can go in and check it out. It's going to be open during Doors Open as well. Oh, yeah, and Doors Open Milwaukee coming up pretty soon. So yes. there'll be a chance to get behind the scenes at some places. So uh, Story Hills uh, Firehouse, this is on Holly Road. Yep, just um, south of um, Blue Mount. Okay, so if you're in that area at all, definitely check it out, drive by. And next on Urban Speed Lucking, we're going to talk more about the uh, the bungalow firehouses in Milwaukee, talk about exactly where the rest are and how they're being used today. That's next. 88.9's new podcast series, Backspin. The search for Milwaukee's first hip-hop song is now available everywhere. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and at RadioMilwaukee.org slash Backspin. Stream all six episodes now. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and to Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out our donor benefits and the thank you gifts you can get to show off your 88.9 pride. And we're back on Urban Spelunking talking about the Story Hill Firehouse. I want to say Story Hill BKC because that's just always in my head. <laughs> Maybe we should just go there. We should have done this one there. <laughs> Story Hill BKC, of course, is a, is a restaurant and a bar named after the neighborhood Story Hill, which is where we're at today. So this bungalow firehouse is one of five of these firehouses. We talked a little bit about it in the first half. But the idea was to make these firehouses kind of blend in with the neighborhood. So they kind of looked like the, the houses that surrounded them. Uh, one, one and a half stories. Uh, you know, they didn't have these big hose towers. Yeah, they had little, they, there are hose towers, but they're, um, they're sort of carefully hidden. You, yeah. this is, this is, it's funny that you think they're not there because they are there. Well, they had to be but there. But this is perfect example of why they did this. Because, right. you know, in some neighborhoods that were sort of low-slung neighborhoods, they didn't want a big building in the middle of the block that looked different than the rest of the neighborhood. So they built these and the five of them are all really, they're similar enough that if you didn't look at them that carefully, you'd think they were all identical. But if you start to look at them carefully, you realize that some had like sort of rounded door openings, some had square door openings, some had one window upstairs, some had two little windows up, you know, they just all had little variations like that. So by the 1920s, when, um, when this particular bungalow firehouse was built, was this like past the point where they didn't need to have the the tower to observe? Because yeah, that no, was a big part of firefighting for a long time. Early was, on, was, yeah, was watching, right? Yes, early on that was the case. But by this time, definitely not. They did not need that anymore. They had the whole signal system right. up and running. So was, these were strictly to drive to dry hoses at this point. So was the uh, it, was the motivation to create these um, these bungalow firehouses because they didn't need the watchtower anymore, or was it just simply uh, no? Because I think they already didn't need the watchtowers okay. for a while before they were still building the other kind, um, even when they didn't need the the watchtowers anymore. And those tended to not have super tall towers either. Like if you look at the one on um, Vleet Street, almost to Washington Park, that you know that's built in the teens and it's still that sort of boxy kind of firehouse that you expect. Mm -hmm. um, and it had a hose drying tower, but it didn't. They didn't have the soaring like really high towers anymore by then. Well, it's pretty interesting that um, all five of these remain. You know, it they, is, isn't it? Um, because they are distinct, and they it, it would be a real shame to lose them because they're part of Milwaukee's history, of course. But um, and they blend right in, and they yeah. they're just such like cool architectural uh, architectural uh, pieces of I the city. I worry a little about the two that are in private hands, partially because they just don't look like, at least from the outside, they don't look like they're in very good condition. One's on Forty Seventh, just off Center, and one is on Capitol Drive, at maybe Twenty Third or Twenty Fourth Street. Um, you just can't t 
tell from the outside they don't they don't look as well cared for as say the Story Hill Firehouse or as the one the fire museum is in. Right. Um, I pass that all the time and I, and I still have not been in there. Oh, you've got to go I there. I know you love that place. And right? it is it like the Story Hill Firehouse is open for uh, doors open. There are actually a number of firehouses open for doors open this year, so you could you could see a, a wide range of different styles of firehouse if you wanted to this year. I know Engine One on Broadway is open. Um, the one that's on uh, Palmer Street in Brewers Hill is oh, open. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. Um, Engine Twenty Seven on Park and uh, Bartlett is open. Um, and then the Story Hill Firehouse is open, and the Fire Museum is open. There might be more than that, but off the top of my head, there's at least those you could visit. So I, I guess, like, why why are these vacant to begin with? Why did the fire, you know, firefighting firefighters move out of these to begin with? Usually, from what I can tell, the issue tended to be the size of equipment. Okay. You know, um, like the the trucks got so big. Like a, a lot of times, they're all, they only have one bay. So if you want to put a, a ladder truck there and an engine in there, you already can't do that. You know that, and that's why. Um, like the old firehouse on Bartlett that said Irving was replaced by the one that's at Park on Park and Bur- on Bartlett is because the one, that, if you look at the one on Park and Bartlett is like twice the size, more than twice the size of the other one. So that one actually has a ladder truck in it and an engine company in it. So it tended to be size. And I think that was really an issue with the, it's almost surprising to me that the one bungalow firehouse that's open is still actually open because it's got to be difficult to get an engine through that that door so they were designed for what at the time then this was this was well, past were, the point of horses and horses yeah and carriages, but, right? but if you look at fire truck older fire trucks they were not necessarily they were definitely not as tall as they yeah, are right. now you know they're much bigger rigs than they were in the 20s so even getting, though they were motorized they weren't as tall as they are now they were getting by with a lot less back then it sounds yes, like yeah. yeah well i mean if you're looking for an event venue this is definitely one to, to check out and uh you know doors open milwaukee's coming right up so there's still uh plenty of places to visit including the story hill firehouse you can find out much more about that on Bobby's story, which we've got linked here at radiomilwaukee.org slash podcasts. And podcasts on 88.9 are produced by Kenny Perez. Handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from On Milwaukee and your membership. You can subscribe to this podcast and all of 88.9's podcasts at radiomilwaukee.org slash podcasts. It's on Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzalo. Thanks. Thank you, Nate.